Welcome to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. I'm Dr. Emily Riley, an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, a physical therapist. And we are the owners of Purposefully Home. We provide in-home care to older adults who want to age safely in place, including supporting their caregivers with education and training. We started this podcast when we realized how often families struggle when caring for a loved one and lacked the proper resources to keep them thriving at home. Our goal is to provide you with information that will support and guide you through your current caregiving situation. We'll talk about everything from the limitations of our current healthcare system to safely designing your home for dementia. You'll hear from a variety of expert caregivers and professionals alike about the challenges and joys of caregiving and how they conquered burnout while maintaining a balanced life. We hope that by listening to this podcast, you transform from an overwhelmed, burned out family caregiver into a confident and empowered one. Our mission is to help as many seniors age in place as possible, and we are so happy you are here on the journey with us. Thank you for tuning in to the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. My name is Dr. Emily Riley, and I'm an occupational therapist. And I'm Dr. Devin Turnbull, and I'm a physical therapist. In this episode, we are going to talk about something that we are learning, doing, and teaching. Because we know in the healthcare system, it's important to stay up to date on the latest and greatest in technology and ways that we're able to better help you. Absolutely. Yeah. This this concept really happens on an everyday basis. And when we started Purposefully Home, we envisioned serving our community a lot differently than we were able to do just working in our corporate healthcare jobs. As we were working with families in their homes and receiving requests to help their loved ones age safely at home and stay as independent as possible, we really realized the need for more specialized services to support people who are living with dementia. So combining our skills and training as a physical therapist and occupational therapist, we've both pursued additional training in fall prevention and recovery and are focusing on honing our skills in dementia care as well. And Emily is doing a fellowship program or just finished it rather. Do you want to tell us about that? Yes. So, you know, when we come out of school from uh, being clinicians, we are generalists. But as you become seasoned clinicians and now we are entrepreneurs with Purposely Home, like Mm -hmm. you kind of mentioned, it's evolved. So I started kind of exploring different options and more and more people, when I was doing my home assessments, Devin and I were talking and realizing that a lot of our clients had dementia or some cognitive impairments. And so Mm -hmm. through a colleague, when I was at a national occupational therapy conference, so every year it's a really great opportunity to kind of connect with other occupational therapists across the country. And this particular person happened to be from Phoenix. So as we got talking, she mentioned that Hospice of the Valley hosts or sponsors a dementia fellowship. And it's designed to support people that are working in healthcare in various areas. So although it's kind of the same industry, it's not specific to one discipline or one profession. So there are a variety of participants and members 
enrolled in this fellowship program. It's limited to a certain number, I don't know, between 10 and 20, I would say. And it gives an opportunity for the person that is enrolled to manage their, to make a project designed to help their organization. Mm-hmm. So there are people that are just kind of learning about dementia and learning. Architects have been a part of it, corporate level leaders. And so my role as an occupational therapist, I wanted to better support caregivers living at home and people living at home with dementia to be able to navigate their homes. Because a lot of times caregivers, not only are they helping their loved one with just the basics for safety and maybe, you know, meals, getting around the house for bathing and dressing, but with people that have cognitive or memory impairments, the caregivers are also having to spend time escorting them from room to room, um, going back into a room and reminding them why that person is even in there. They say, hey, go to the bedroom and change your clothes because we have a doctor's appointment or we're going to go out to lunch, go change or go take a shower. But they come out of the shower either dry because they never quite got in (laughs) or they forget to use soap. So my project was to focus on creating a guide that the caregivers and the care recipients can use to set up their home without paying a lot of money for actually renovations, you know, bathroom remodels and kind of very expensive changes to the home because Mm -hmm. you can really improve somebody's independence with just a few changes and maybe the way the furniture's laid out, maybe adding some signs or or notes to identify label, like the bathroom, the bedroom, the dresser where socks and pants, pajamas may be kept. And so it was really great because they would host speakers each month. And then it also offer an opportunity to connect with other members of the community that are working in different areas of the industry that are also working on their own change projects. That's really interesting. And I feel like the set of skills that you've acquired through this is really helpful when we're in somebody's home because there's a lot of nuanced ideas that you've been able to give families that have made like a night and day difference with their loved one. Could you repeat that last sentence? Yes. So I think that this program that you've done has been life-changing for some people and it's given you a set of skills that when we're in someone's home, you've been able to give like a really nuanced set of ideas for them that has made a night and day difference in how they can care for their loved one. Yeah, it's been really cool even just to think what seems like common sense yes. um, could make such a big change. So yeah. definitely had a lot of fun with it. And I'm really excited. Certainly it's not finished and there's room for uh, updates already. So I'm really excited to kind of see the impact that it makes and then just kind of the additional supports and services that kind of evolve from that. Yeah, absolutely. What about you? So I know that being in the home and just seeing how the environment can make such a big impact on people living there, we want to really enhance independence and safety. We're both members of the State Fall Coalition. So fall prevention is important. So 
Why don't you share a little bit about what you've been learning and doing? (laughs) Yeah. So last year I obtained the certified fall prevention specialist certification, and it's a program that any healthcare professional pretty much is able to obtain who works with people who are at a high risk for falls. And it was a really interesting course and provided a lot of valuable insight into all of the factors that can contribute to a fall. And, you know, I liked it because if I was seeing a patient in a clinic many years ago and they asked me what they could do to avoid falls so that they don't hurt or re-injure themselves. It's hard in the clinic. You just say, well, I don't know. You got to improve your balance. You got to improve your strength. And, you know, that's pretty much all you can do because you only see them in that clinic environment. And when we're in the home, there's so many other factors that we can see that can contribute to the falls that they're having. So there's a lot of internal factors, like we would think of muscle weakness, or if somebody has neuropathy, or if they're taking a ton of different medications, there's a lot of things like that that can put someone at a high risk for falls. And then there's external factors as well, that even if you're perfectly healthy, you can still experience falls because of these things. Like if you have a lot of clutter, you have slippery floors, those are some of the general things that people think of. But The course obviously provided a very comprehensive list of things to look out for in that regard. And also they offered different assessment tools to kind of gauge someone's fall risk. And it's really interesting now because there's a ton of research coming out about fall prevention. It's not just you, if you can't stand on one leg for 30 seconds, you're at a higher risk for falls. That's a really important piece of information, but there's so much new research coming out. And so it went into a lot of different ways that we can treat and intervene to prevent those falls from happening in the first place. So I really enjoyed obtaining the certification. It provided very real life and functional interventions that are perfect to use in the home environment. Yeah, that's so important. I think people that want to learn new skills and add maybe more letters to their <laughs> to their name or their credentials that can kind of get get lost sometimes is what's the actual implementation of the skills that they're learning so i think that's something that we have been intentional about and of mm-hmm. course not always but <laughs> being in this entrepreneur role and being in especially in the community being in the role identifying really who our clients are that we serve and the people that make a difference. We want to make sure that the education we're we're collecting, the knowledge we're building is something that we're not just going to set it and forget it or learn it and move on. So definitely really fun to actually see the classroom or the conference information being implemented with the families that we serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely not a shortage of certifications that we can get. So I agree with you. We have been intentional about <laughs> picking and choosing. <laughs> yes. So moving on to things that we are currently doing, I know that we are often juggling similar to caregivers, you know, trying to juggle the role of being a caregiver and 
make sure that they're still fulfilling their own life roles, which could be spouse, parent, grandparent, employee. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can be really difficult to to balance all of those things. But things that we at Purposefully Home have been actively doing is kind of practicing what we preach a bit and actually seeing clients. So we have that mobile practice where we're going to people's homes, whether that's their private residence, independent living or assisted living group homes, working on training caregivers. So we host workshops to be able to serve both paid and unpaid caregivers. So those that are skilled and trained to work in facilities as like their job, but also working with families that may just be trying to figure it out. It can Mm -hmm. be really overwhelming. And so we have made it really a priority to make sure that we're expanding our reach to, to better serve them so they can feel more confident. And then of course, building our team. So we have been doing such a great job. We wrapped up the end of the year in 2022. You know, we started the year with just us and then we ended the year with three additional team members. So Mm -hmm. that's just really exciting to be able to expand our reach and really better support our community. So this year, that's what we're continuing to do, building our our repertoire resources for caregivers um, and kind of reaching out maybe more into the, the internet space, the web space. So that way, access and accessibility to support and resources can be really challenging for caregivers. So Mm -hmm. we recognize that not everyone can attend an in-person workshop or session just because of the logistics of what it takes to maybe leave their loved one at home. So that's definitely an area. And continuing to serve specifically families that are living with dementia. We do strive to work with others, you know, with other conditions. So definitely in that older adult population, we, we don't really work with the kiddos. <laughs> you probably wouldn't necessarily want us, want us to, <laughs> but working with that older adult population. And so certainly we get a handful of people that are just living well, and they just want to continue to age in place, kind of a term we've mentioned before but others that may have experienced a traumatic brain injury. Um, Maybe they're living with Parkinson's disease, MS. I mean, it's kind of the gamut of things, but our, I would say kind of our focus is really within that neurological space. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, apart from treating patients, like you were saying, we also dedicate a lot of time to educating and training caregivers, whether they're working for a company or they're doing it out of the goodness of their own hearts for a family member. And I like our free workshops that we do in the community for those that can attend because we're usually able to pick a certain topic to talk about for an hour or two and really get people to have hands-on practice with transfers or other things that they are dealing with at home that we can help improve their safety or just knowledge about in general. And then other times our training just occurs in the home where we're actively working with these caregivers to find solutions for more specific problems that they might be facing. 
And we also know that caregivers are often burnt out and overwhelmed taking care of other people. So we always try to approach our training with empathy and impart to everyone that we can't take care of others unless we're taking care of ourselves. And so if your cup is not full, you can't fill another person's cup. And so we really try to focus our caregiver training on things that can be beneficial physically, mentally, emotionally for the caregivers themselves. Yeah, that definitely is important. And I mean, that's the hardest. I think we even know that as clinicians, kind of that work-life balance, that work-role balance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can be easy, especially I hear a lot of caregivers just feel like nobody understands them. They don't have the resources. You know, it costs money to have somebody kind of offer some respite. It costs money to do some of these external things. And so to actually feel like you have the capacity to leave to go to the gym or leave to participate in a hobby, a lot of caregivers kind of give that up just to take care of them. So I think that's something this year too, that we hope, you know, now that we've added team members to our team, Mm -hmm. um, it's not just about the specific client that we work with to help them to remain living at home, but their whole family unit. So all the people living in the home, helping them to create that system that will work for them and using our team members to kind of share that beyond some of those clinical skills that they have, the massage therapist, the occupational therapist, the physical therapist, but then kind of branching out and using those clinical skills, but to add some actual solutions to help them with better balance. Yep. Yep. You said it. And so that, I mean, that's something that we're always doing, but that kind of segues well into teaching because that is a huge sector of our business. And so I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, we're trying to, well, we want our trainings to have a wider reach. We want to be able to talk to somebody who lives in another state, maybe who needs resources. And the way to do that is to obviously get online. And so currently we do have an online fall prevention and recovery course that's available for anyone to take, but it's really geared towards caregivers who um, are in Arizona because there was a piece of legislation passed. I think it was in 2021 now that requires assisted living facilities, independent living group homes, places like that to have trainings in place. So we kind of jumped on that opportunity to create a resource for our community. But moving forward, I know we're going to expand on on that training and then to other trainings as well that can be offered online. And we've actually partnered with a company to do just that. So once that's all finalized, we'll reveal some of those details to our listeners. Yeah, that's definitely really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Another area that is so important for continued growth of, you know, of course, we're business owners, but that's not all we are. So, you know, we want the the profession to grow as well. So for those of you that don't know, I am a faculty member here in the local Phoenix area for an occupational therapy doctorate program. And so... My role there is to teach future practitioners about the profession, not only what it is and the impact that they can have, but how dynamic the profession is. 
we've just really evolved in kind of the allied healthcare arena. I mean, I think we see it here between PT and OT, but we're also starting to see it within nursing and just the potential that we have beyond a clinical setting. And so at the university level, I'm working with doctorate level students to not only build their clinical skills, but their leadership skills, their their future research skills, because everything that we do is based on evidence and research. We're not just trying to create solutions with nothing that's kind of backed by science. Mm -hmm. Um, And so certainly it can appear as though (laughs) we're finagling (laughs) and doing a lot of trial and error, but it's uh, with a purpose. And that's important too. Absolutely. It's important to have those skills, those that flexibility and that ability to kind of pivot Mm -hmm. in the moment. So at the university level, it's a lot of fun just because students are really eager to join the profession. They have creative ideas. They're really innovative. Of course, they're very technologically advanced (laughs) in in what they know and how they utilize technology. So to highlight the opportunities that exist within the technology space, within the entrepreneur space, and exploring more of those, what we consider non-traditional, which what we're doing, working in the community and serving some of those indirect populations, such as caregivers, is really important. So I am currently a capstone expert, kind of overseeing a capstone project. So that's like a final final project that OT and other disciplines do it too, like doctorate level. And then also a research advisor. So the students are participating in different variations of introductory level research. And so that's really fun too, to be a part of that. So um, having some of those extra hands (laughs) from students to support some of these passion areas of of mine and while still facilitating kind of some of their passion areas is an area that I am currently working on in the teaching space. That's very cool. I have never really wanted to be in the academia world, but seeing you do that has given me a little more insight into what it's like. So I know that you are having a blast doing it and learning a lot, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. It is. It is a lot of fun. I also didn't envision myself in the academia space, Uh (laughs) but sometimes you have to listen to where you're, you're called to, and that's somewhere that I was called. And yeah, it's really, it's been great personally and professionally in, in all of that. So that's super fun. So with that, folks, that is something that we are learning, doing, and teaching. We are excited to continue all of those things and see how they evolve going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look forward to another episode. So If you enjoyed kind of learning a little bit more about us, maybe getting a better understanding of what it is we do or even the professions that we're in, then feel free to check us out on the next episode. If this is your first episode, then please look back and take a listen. If there is anything that we could be assisting you with in your caregiver journey, then please feel free to reach out. We appreciate you and you have a wonderful day. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Purposeful Caregiver Podcast. 
We know you have a limited amount of time as a family caregiver and appreciate you choosing to spend it with us. We would love to have you join our community, the Purposeful Caregiver Facebook group. Be sure to also sign up for our email list at purposefullyhome.com so you never miss an episode and have access to get to know us a little bit better. Lastly, stay tuned as we will be announcing the launch of our virtual caregiver workshops, where you will transform from an overwhelmed and burned out caregiver into a confident, empowered one. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. See you on the next episode of The Purposeful Caregiver.